0: Monsters is a true crime program about the worst human beings on the planet. These episodes contain graphic detail about murder, rape, child abuse, and torture. Please turn back while you still can. Viewer discretion is advised. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to our website, thisismonsters.com forward slash support. There you can find ways to support this show, as well as see a list of charities that help victims of violence. Christmas is supposed to be a merry time, a time of holiday cheer where children laugh and play. People sit by the Christmas tree opening presents, drinking hot cocoa, and eating cookies. Kids are out of school, adults are out of work. It's a time where everyone can relax and enjoy the company of others. Not for Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., though. Christmas of 1987 was when he decided that he had had enough of his current life and decided that it was time to do something about it, permanently. This is Monsters.
1: Come back and find out that he's deceased. Tapping me on the head, telling me I'm cheating, telling me I'm, you know, let me see your phone. I just kill her that she died. I think Diego Campioni. Totally in the wrong, and I hope he burns in hell for all his sins.
0: Hell's not a very fun place. I only
1: have two hands. I'm not four hands, girl. I'm two
0: hands. I don't know. It's, it just get escalated, escalated. Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., no relation to that guy from Kiss dropped out of school at 17 years old and joined the United States Navy. His first duty station was what is now Naval Base Kitsap in Bremerton, Washington. Just a side note, that's the town that I grew up in. While training in San Diego, California, he met Bursabe Rebecca Ulibari, who went by Becky. The couple married in 1960 and would go on to have seven children. In 1963, after six years in the Navy, Simmons took a two-year break from the military before joining the United States Air Force. He spent another 14 years in the service, serving in the Vietnam War, and gaining the rank of Master Sergeant before retiring in 1979. I couldn't find any confirmation of where Simmons was stationed during his time in the Air Force, but he was most likely at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico when he retired. It's reported that he was well-known in the town of Cloudcroft, New Mexico, about 30 miles or 48 kilometers from Holloman Air Force Base. It's said that Simmons was feared in Cloudcroft. A friend of his daughter's said he always had a beer in his hand and that he spent his time in one dark room that was spooky and stunk. Other people who came in contact with him said he would sometimes respond to a friendly inquiry with nothing but a glare. In 1981, Simmons' son, Ronald Simmons Jr., informed the local social services that his father had been having a sexual relationship with one of his daughters, 17-year-old Sheila Simmons. Some of Sheila's friends from school confirmed that she had told them about the relationship. Authorities said that she was obviously pregnant when the situation came to their attention. Becky's family members said that this was when Simmons started distancing his wife from her family. His obsession with privacy became more aggressive and he began secluding her. She eventually wasn't allowed to leave the house without him. She wasn't allowed to drive, even though she was perfectly capable of doing so. The children were not allowed to socialize with other kids. They weren't even allowed to walk to the school bus stop. He would drive them there and pick them up when they got home. The district attorney said that he had trouble prosecuting the case because Sheila refused to testify against her father. It wasn't until they threatened to hold her in contempt of court that she finally agreed to cooperate. She testified against her father, and he was indicted on incest charges in August of 1981. When deputies arrived at his home to arrest him, the entire family was gone. Simmons picked up and moved his entire family out of state. His name was entered in an FBI database that would alert authorities if he got into any other trouble anywhere else in the country, but that never happened, at least not for the year that he was in the FBI system. The Simmons family ended up just north of Dover, Arkansas, where Ronald Simmons Sr. bought 13 acres of secluded property and lived in two mobile homes that were connected together to make one bigger house. The house didn't have telephone service or indoor plumbing. He also built a makeshift brick fence that some people said was as high as 10 feet or a little over 3 meters in some places. Not long after they moved to Dover, Sheila had a daughter who she named Sylvia. She eventually married a man named Dennis McNulty, and they had a son named Michael. Simmons worked a handful of low-paying jobs in the nearby town of Russellville. He worked at Sinclair Mini Mart for about a year and a half before quitting on December 18, 1987. Becky's family said they tried to convince her to leave Simmons, but she never got the chance. They believed that she was trying to save money so that she could file for divorce, and he must have found out. They believe that that might be what set into motion the events of that holiday season. On December 22nd, Simmons went to a local Walmart and purchased a 22 caliber handgun. He returned home where he bludgeoned his son, 26-year-old Ronald Jr., before shooting him. He then shot his wife, Becky. Finally, he strangled his three-year-old daughter, Barbara. He dragged the bodies into the backyard where he had had his children dig a pit for a new outhouse weeks earlier. He then sat in the house and waited for his other children to get home from school. It was their last day of school before Christmas break. When the kids arrived, Simmons told them that he had gotten them each a present, but he needed to give it to them one at a time. First, he took 17-year-old Loretta to the backyard where he strangled her and held her head under the water in a rain barrel. He then put her body in the pit with the others. He continued this process with 14-year-old Eddie 11-year-old Marianne, and 8-year-old Becky. It's unknown what Simmons did for the next few days, but on December 26th, his older children and their families were expected to arrive at the house for an after-Christmas dinner. The first to arrive was his second-oldest son, 22-year-old Billy, his wife, 21-year-old Renata, and their 20-month-old son, Trey. Simmons shot both Billy and Renata and drowned Trey. He covered the bodies of the adults with coats and then placed Trey's body into the trunk of a car that was sitting in the back of the property. When Sheila, now 24, and her husband, 33-year-old Dennis, arrived with 6-year-old Sylvia and 21-month-old Michael, they met a similar fate. Sheila and Dennis were shot, Sylvia was strangled, and Michael was either strangled or drowned. It's reported both ways in different publications. Like Trey, he wrapped Michael in plastic and placed him in the trunk of a different car. He lined up all of the bodies of both families across the living room floor, covered them with more coats, and covered Sheila's body with a tablecloth. Then he went out and ran a few errands. He picked up some Christmas presents that had been ordered from a local Sears store, but hadn't come in in time for the holiday. He stopped by a local bar and had a few drinks. Then he headed back home. There, he sat on the couch with seven bodies laying across his living room and seven bodies in a pit in his backyard, and watched television. It was Saturday, and apparently the next part of his plan had to wait till a weekday. On Monday, December 28th, Simmons drove Ronald Jr.'s car to the nearby town of Russellville and entered the law office of Peel, Eddie, and Gibbon, where 24-year-old Kathy Kendrick worked as a receptionist. Kathy had previously ignored sexual advances made by Simmons, so he decided that she was responsible for all his problems. He unloaded his pistol into her head and killed her. Simmons went to the Taylor Oil Company, where he had previously worked. He shot and killed J.D. Chaffin and wounded the company owner, Rusty Taylor, who also owned the Sinclair Mini Mart, where Simmons had recently quit working. He attempted to shoot bookkeeper Julie Money. The bookkeeper's name was Julie Money but he just barely missed her head. She dove to the floor and Simmons left. She recalled, quote, I believe that he thought that he hit me, and that's why he left, End quote. Simmons' next stop was to the Sinclair Mini Mart, where he shot two employees, Roberta Woolery and David Salier, who survived the attack. A customer who was in the store ducked behind a shelf and started throwing cans of coke at the assailant, which apparently drove him off. Finally, he went to Woodline Motor Freight Company, where he shot his former supervisor, Joyce Butts, in the head and chest, though she miraculously lived. Butts was his supervisor when he had worked there years prior. Kathy Kendrick had also worked there at the time, and Butts had scolded him for making unwanted advances toward Kendrick. After shooting Butts, Simmons took worker Vicki Jackson at gunpoint into an office and told her to call the police. He told Jackson, quote, I've come to do what I wanted to do. It's all over now. I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me, End quote. Everybody who wanted to hurt him? He obviously was one of those delusional people who thought that just because he didn't always get his way, that meant everyone was out to get him. Newsflash. Sometimes people aren't going to do what you want. You just have to get over it. Simmons calmly sat in the office, chatting with Vicky Jackson until the police arrived. He handed over his weapon and was taken into custody without incident. He was taken to a psychiatric facility in Little Rock, Arkansas for a competency evaluation. Dr. Irvin Kuo found Simmons mentally able to stand trial.
1: What happened in Pope County has stunned Arkansas and has rocked the nation. A mass murder of almost unbelievable proportions. 16 dead, including 14 who may be members of the same family. It all started yesterday with a shooting spree in Russellville that left two people dead and four people wounded. Then, last night, police discovered five bodies inside a home in Dover. And today, the grisly recovery of nine more bodies. We begin our coverage tonight with Stacy Allison in Dover. Police lines went up just after daybreak this morning as deputies prepared to search for more bodies. They found nothing in the pond, but just a few feet away, someone spotted what looked like a grave. And two feet below the ground, a body. Hold it, hold it, hold it. There he is, there he is. Not one body, but seven stacked one on top of the other. Police brought them out in body bags. They believe they are Simmons' wife, Becky, his son, Gene Simmons Jr. of El Paso, a grandchild, and four of Simmons' younger children still living at home. 17 year old loretta 15 year old eddie 10 year old marianne and eight year old becky the sheriff was visibly shaken emotionally fellas you never get used to it you never get used to it and i have a job to do and i try to hold up and do that job police believe those in the grave were killed first possibly wednesday or thursday Then the five in the house arrived from out of town. Police say they were probably killed immediately, and along with them, two grandchildren, each about two years old, found later today in the separate trunks of two cars at the house.
0: Police searched his home where they found the bodies in the house, the bodies in the pit, and the child's bodies in each car trunk. They took two hammers, a crowbar, and several small lengths of rope they believed might have been used to bludgeon or strangle the victims. Authorities also found a letter that Simmons had written to his daughter, Sheila, in a safe deposit box in a bank in Russellville. He had written the letter after Sheila had agreed to testify against him back in Cloudcroft, New Mexico. Part of the letter read, quote, You have destroyed me, and you have destroyed my trust in you. I will see you in hell, end quote. When the judge ruled that the letter was admissible in court, Simmons attacked the prosecutor and tried to grab a deputy's gun, but was unsuccessful. Ronald Gene Simmons Sr. was found guilty of 14 counts of capital murder and was sentenced to death by lethal injection, plus 147 years. He was sentenced for the murders of his family, and since the other two murders and the numerous attempted murders happened in a different jurisdiction, he would have had to go to trial for those separately. Since he was given the death penalty on top of over a 100 years in prison, there was no reason to make the other victims go through the stress of a trial. He waived his right to appeal his death sentence, which ultimately delayed his execution. His statement read, I, Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., want it to be known that it is my wish and my desire that absolutely no action by anybody be taken to appeal or in any way change this sentence. It is further respectfully requested that this sentence be carried out expeditiously. Some were concerned that him waiving his right to appeal showed that he wasn't competent to waive his right to appeal, if that makes any sense. The motion was denied by the Supreme Court and Simmons' death warrant was signed by Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton on May 31, 1990. Ronald Gene Simmons was executed by lethal injection on June 25, 1990. Thank you to everyone who has watched my videos and supported this channel. I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. If you like this video, please hit subscribe, click like, or leave me a comment. If you'd like to support the show, you can find ways at thisismonsters.com forward slash support. You can also look in the video description for links on how to do that. Thank you again for your support.